0: And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks, my name is Nick Angstead and joining me as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the last dance dude, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? So how are you feeling today, you're sitting
1: back, and you know, Adidas, Adidas, no, I mean, they're, they made, they've they made bank, they're fine, like they're, okay, They they did their thing, all right. But this is like always something that, you know, haunts them. It's like, God, we're never going to hear the end of this. You know, going into this episode that of The Last Dance, Michael Jordan, all this stuff, they're going to talk about his brand. You know, going into this episode, they're like, all right, I I think I'm just going to skip this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Can you go to sleep tonight
0: if you're Adidas reps?
1: I mean, I think you can because you're you have a lot of money. But especially when they when they uttered the line, "Hey, we we were just shooting for three million dollars worth of sales that first year. That's all we wanted at Nike. And that first year, we sold 126 million. And it's like what he still makes." off of that brand and like to this day and he
0: does like he doesn't have to do anything for it it's a whole other subsect of of nike yeah. i mean luca signed a jordan shoe like that's that's wild the the reach there i mean they, adidas they they knew this right like they knew how close yeah. they were and they probably knew they were probably just as shocked they're probably more shocked when it happened because they knew all the inside stuff than you know we were tonight watching it we're obviously talking about the last dance we're gonna break down episodes five and six tonight i'm having a hard time keeping track of which ones are which we're gonna break down episodes five and six today uh talk about that and today's episode is brought to you by built bar built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy no lie it tastes like a candy bar go to builtbar.com. use the promo code locked on you'll get ten dollars off your first order That's a really good deal we'll talk more about built bar later but let's get into isaac the last dance um they start the 1998 All Star game. They're going back and forth between 1998 and then Jordan's other seasons. And it starts the 98 All Star game. Uh, Kobe's first All Star game. He's 19 years old. Michael's last All Star game, at least that, that they thought of at that point, they thought it was going to be his last. And he goes up against him and he just starts poking. Like. <laughs> In the locker room, even before the game, they're talking about the little Laker dude on the right. other side. They're talking about Kobe. They're talking about, you know, he doesn't let the game come to him. He attacks the game. It's the mom of a mentality already. I just thought that, that was wild. That whole that whole sequence, him talking to the guys in the locker room about Kobe and then Kobe talking. Kobe did that, that interview like not long before he died. I mean, t- he sat down and did that sit down. Uh, so it was just wild seeing Kobe... In that state and seeing, um, you know, him look all the way back to when he was 19.
1: Yeah, man. Gosh. First off, that Kobe sat down was incredible. And to see, you know, for so long we've seen Kobe, you know, it's his drive. It's his passion. And and rightfully so. But to see Kobe sit there and say, without Michael, I wouldn't have my five rings.
0: What you got from me, I got from him. I don't get five championships without him. That's what Kobe said. Yeah, and that and that I mean, it almost like gave you chills, like watching, like dang,
1: Dude. like he really. And you know, a, a buddy of mine texted me during it, and he said, "This Kobe stuff's crazy, just about the relationship stuff." And I'm like, "And for me, I mean, I feel like I know a decent amount of MJ, but like for me, I didn't know the the strong bond that they had. I, 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 like, let me t- rephrase it: I didn't know it was as strong as it was until after Kobe passed away. And to see, you know, MJ there, even to see and see this, you know, stuff and just Kobe talking about that moment on the court. And he was like, you know, I asked him about the, you know, the the fadeaway and stuff. And he gave me a few tips and he said, hey, I'll be there. Like, you know, he started like this mentorship. Yeah, call me. And it's like, dang, like, and MJ saw it. And like, we've talked about this a thousand times. And. Since Kobe, like there hasn't been a player since Kobe in, in my in my opinion uh, obviously people can disagree with that but it's like no one's had that like fire like you could it's like Jordan respected
0: it because he's like dang he's got it like he it's attacks the, it, the game he doesn't let the game come to him there's there's yes. different levels there's like being passive in your game and allowing sort of allowing the game to come to you but allowing the game to overtake you there's you know, letting the game come to you and let it and take what it gives you, and then there's attacking the game and, and opposing your will onto the game. And there's very few players that can get to that level, and Kobe was one that just did it all the time.
1: Yeah, and just yeah, I mean, we we've talked about Kobe on this pod and stuff, especially not enough, past, you know, not enough. Months. But just seeing how he reflected Jordan, and gosh, just his play, his attitude, the mentality, and you know, for me, it's like. Like, this, this was the first, like, he's the next NJ. This was yeah. the, you know, is he better than NJ? All the debates, all the stuff that you hear right now with LeBron, except Kobe had better arguments at the time. Yeah. And, you know, because he had the accolades and the five rings and, and his all game, this stuff. His
0: game looked more like Jordan then.
1: Yes. So it's like that's why sometimes I don't get wrapped up into the goat debate because it feels like another cycle. It feels like I'm like, Oh, we live this with the Kobe versus, you know, MJ stuff. And now it's like, okay, now it's LeBron's turn. Okay. I, let me ask you this question. And I, this might be skewed because yeah. it's, well, yeah, keep yeah, keep going. Um, when LeBron's career is all said and done and we're, let's just say 15, 20 years from now. Well, will it, will it go back to Kobe? As being the closest for a lot of people to to MJ than LeBron is the LeBron thing. Or re- let's say LeBron doesn't win any more titles. Let's just leave yeah. it at that. LeBron ends his career. He's third and you know second all time in all time scoring, whatever it is. He has three titles. Does it like rev- does it go back any fifteen years from now? And it's like, hey, LeBron's one of the greatest players of all time. But dang, like
0: Kobe had five. Kobe was this and that. Was he closer to Jordan? Like. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and I wonder, looking back, you know, Kobe played with Shaq, and Shaq was like the most dominant big man at the time. Uh, yeah. LeBron didn't play with anybody close to that, right? Like, like Dwayne Wade was not Shaq at that point, right? Shaq in, no. in the early 2000s was just—he was like automatic 30, 35, and 15 in the playoffs. He was just incredible, uh, and and Kobe and and Shaq—that that whole. That whole thing is 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 fascinating. And like, oh, what does a title count as? Right? Do we count all titles as one? Do we count some titles yeah. as point five? Does Does Dirk's title count as two? Right? Like things like that we talk about. Uh, and looking back, I, I think one of the things in this documentary. There's so many things, but they said when when Jordan got when Jordan got three, that really solidified him as you know like oh he's he's up there now. He's yeah. like in the category. And I think LeBron getting three, especially that one with Cleveland, I think that put him in the category that we can start talking about him. On that level, I think without that Cleveland one, I think we're talking about a different thing. But I, I think LeBron's going to be up there because of the longevity, how good he was for so long, his ability yeah. to do so many different things. And for, for for you know the goat conversation, we try to stay away from it. But I, I like to look at the skills of a player too. Like LeBron had almost all the skills, right? Like LeBron was such a well-rounded player; it still is it such a well-rounded player uh, that that I think he he's earned his spot. Up there, you know, as, as sec, probably second best player ever. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. I don't but. think the GOAT conversation is even a conversation, but I just wonder uh, the question of I think I wonder how LeBron will be compared to the rest if he doesn't win any more rings 10 years from now, 15 years. Once he's been out of the league for like 10 years, what, how will the public? perceive him as because when you have these you know MJ at six and you know gosh Kareem and magic and all these people with you know five rings or you know whatever and it's like how I just wonder in in the future how that the be.
0: difference between LeBron and Kobe to me and I have Kobe on my wall like I have Kobe jerseys in my like yeah. I am obviously a Lakers fan the difference between LeBron and Kobe to me is that Kobe had some teams that were just downright terrible and so did LeBron. LeBron took some of those teams to the finals <laughs> mm-hmm. and then Kobe didn't take some of those teams to the playoffs. I mean, that's a little bit different. The way that LeBron can you can make players around him better I think was different than what Kobe can. I think that elevates him.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, LeBron definitely top five player of all time. I just wonder in the future. I know now it's all about yeah. that. It's just 10 years from now removed from his career whenever it is. That's The I other remember.
0: thing, we could, we could do this all day. <laughs> Like captain america said like i could do this all day um is in 10 years from now will the nba you know uh will it value shot making more than it values like like playmaking you know will we look back and you know the things that we value now you know kind of put lebron up there Will we the things that we look at in you know 10 years from now will it put kobe up there you know there's just so many things yeah. that that filled that we put our filter through um, you know, to look at that kind of conversation. So, all right, coming up, let's get into a lot of the other stuff. There's some Isaiah Thomas stuff in, in this, uh, in this documentary. You can talk about. There's Sam Smith book, the Jordan Rules. There's so many things in that we can talk about. Uh, we can get into the Adidas Nike stuff a little bit more uh, with all that. And so, coming up, let's get into that. But Isaac, before we do, we were both, and actually, literally everyone on the Locked On podcast network you know nba nfl mlb college nhl everyone was sent some built bars this week and they're delicious (laughs) these built bars it's like they sent me a box of candy bars really Uh, there's so many great flavors the ones i've tried so far are uh peanut butter brownie banana nut bread mint and raspberry those like they're they're it's such a solid bar the chocolate on the outside is delicious it's like Real chocolate, and it tastes real. It doesn't taste like, you know, some manufactured with, like, extract and all this kind of stuff and fake ingredients and things like that. They taste like real bars.
1: Yeah, uh, I tried raspberry... I just dropped it. I actually have it in my hand right now. The, the <laughs> wrapper runner. raspberry chocolate cream. And a uh, cool part about it is if you do have gluten allergies or gluten free. So uh, I thought that was uh, pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me we got the box of bars uh, at our door and it reminded me back in the day, at like little league where I would like sell the candy bars out of the boxes. <laughs> and it's like the this sample is box. So cool. did, yeah. I have the sample box. And uh, so, yeah, my wife and I have been enjoying these this past week. And, uh, yeah they a lot of these protein protein bars you get like a gem or something they just take like taste like trash yes and uh this isn't one of those in my opinion
0: so uh yeah they're pretty cool yeah built bar it's a protein bar it tastes like a candy bar there's 16 flavors uh eight of them uh your chocolate and nut flavors and they also have eight that are chocolate and, and nut free flavors and they actually make those in a non-nut facility so if you have that kind of allergy you can get those they're soft easy to chew it's also great for health conscious people if you're if you're trying to get a protein bar or if you just want a snack that's not going to completely kill you like you know like chips if you're sitting in quarantine and you're like man i need to change my snack game built bars could be the bar for you it's a way to sort of Uh, Some people have been saying on the network that they're replacing breakfast, they're replacing some meals if they want to do kind of like a lower calorie meal. They're like a 100 and... 10 to 170 calories per bar so you could replace like a meal with them they're they're delicious they're really really good and right now you can go to builtbar.com that's b-u-i-l-t-b-a-r there'll be a link in the description of this podcast builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and get you ten dollars off your first order use the promo code locked on for ten dollars off your first box at builtbar.com builtbar.com promo code locked on all right, Isaac, let's get into some more of this documentary, The Last Dance. We're talking about ESPN's documentary about Michael Jordan because that's the big thing we're talking about right now. The big thing everyone's talking about. Uh, man, the 92 finals where it's the Blazers versus the Bulls. <laughs> Jordan's hearing all about Clyde Drexler and how he's like a great player. And people aren't even saying he's better than Jordan. People are just saying he's a good player. And Jordan went out there and he said, "I wanted to embarrass him. I just wanted to go out there and beat him so bad because I didn't want anybody to have anything close, you know, to being on my level." That I mean, that's just a, the in that's the look inside his mentality, right? Like, like I don't think anyone yeah. else has that right now. I no, mean, no. Westbrook, Kawhi, LeBron, nobody. I don't think anyone has that kind of mentality where they're just. Put the knife to the throat. No one's going to get anywhere close to my level at this point.
1: Yeah. When he, uh, you know, magic is working for NBC at the time. And magic said, you know, we're hanging out the night before. And NJ tells, tells me, he's like, yeah, yeah, you'll see it tomorrow. What, what I'm going to do. And, he goes out and puts, NJ puts up 35 in the first half in that game one. And he, he hits, I think, five threes in the first half. Now they're freaking out, okay? Because the, na- the <laughs> five announcers are. Uh, yeah, and it's like the announcers are, you know, you hear it on that, you know, in the doc where it's like, he set an NBA finals record of five threes <laughs> in a quarter. Fast and, uh, forward like
0: 20 years, Danielle Marshall is bombing like 12 threes <laughs> in an NBA game. Uh,
1: but man, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of felt bad for Clyde a little bit at the time because he was good. But I mean, Clyde gets his, you know, he, he gets his uh, time to shine uh, when Jordan plays baseball when he goes to Houston. But <laughs> he
0: looks so sad with his hair receding and just his yeah. forlorn look on his face and just standing there with Jordan standing next to him as like this, and he was and Jordan was bigger than him too, so it was just like this looming figure. Over, over Clyde Drexler. like He just looks so sad. Every shot that they put of him in this dock just made him look like he was a puppy what's
1: just his, getting beat. What's more sad, his hairline receding or his broadcasting skills?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know if I've ever seen Clyde Drexler broadcast.
1: Or his play-by-play. Maybe that's what it is. He's the local person for the Rockets, and he's rough. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I haven't seen... Man, I, I try yeah. to stay away from Houston broadcasts as much as possible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so the the Blazers series for sure, uh, in that you know that second final. It's crazy because they obviously talk about the Phoenix one too, but it's just another reminder when you're watching these games. And I'm watching with my wife, and it's like, hey, it's, you know, it's it's game five, or he says game six, and I'm like, yeah, you know, Bulls got this. And she's like, how do you know? I'm like, well, <laughs> history, th- history. It's, but it's already happened. In addition, you know, obviously, you know, Jordan won all six of his titles that he, you know, he went all all six of the finals he played in. I said, but he never played in a game seven. And like that, that part's like crazy to me, too. It's like, bro, never, never even sniffed a game seven in the finals before. Um, But yeah, that, yeah, that Blazer series and the Phoenix one was crazy.
0: And it gave him three titles, which put him up there, they said, with Magic and Larry Bird. And Larry Bird only won three. Magic had five. Uh, and so that kind of put him up there and they didn't really mention anybody else besides magic and bird. It's interesting hearing the guys talk about back then, you know, it was, it was only really magic and bird. that were the threshold, uh, and magic or and Jordan even said magic is the best point guard of all time. Louded him yeah. as, you know, one of the best players of all time at that point. Yeah. And, and, and then it, he, then he it, went on and he was like, but you know, if he played today, he'd be like Ben Simmons. So I don't know what he was talking about then at that point.
1: That was my favorite part of, <laughs> of, of, of the doc. <laughs>
0: Um, that's a callback to one of our mailbags
1: yes yes the Isaiah Thomas part was funny uh, because yeah it's one of those things to where I think Jordan can say I mean Jordan will admit a lot of different things So, and he obviously still hates Isaiah Thomas so I honestly do believe, believe him when he said he didn't have anything to do with it because I think if Jordan did he wouldn't care about saying it what's Jordan got to lose he don't care about pissing anybody off. He don't
0: have to lose money. Uh, Jordan, Jordan is...
1: What's he got to lose? Okay,
0: I think Jordan at this point still, in the the way he's talking about himself in all these different ways, I still think he's trying to hold on and spin some of this stuff just a little bit. I think he's... he's oh, I don't he's think so. He's polishing the turd, you know, Okay, <laughs> in some of these if cases. He,
1: if he wanted to do that, I think he... If he wanted to make himself look even better, I think when it came to all the speaking out about social issues, he would have came out immediately and said... Yeah, I, I was wrong. I should have done that. Because I think that would do wonders for a lot of people. But the fact that he hung, like stood his ground on that. And and on was both like, sides still. I know, but the fact that he, just, he stood his ground is like, that's just not who I am. And not who he was, but I think it shows you too, why he's still the way he is now because
0: he doesn't still even to this day get involved in any any stuff so i think part of that goes into the mentality they talk about later in the documentary where he's he wants to be a role model that i want to be like mike commercial and all that and and then people come out and you know get him for his you know gambling and all these different things and he said i can't win and i think that part of that's true and i think he still sort of feels that way and just and just listening to the way he talks in the documentary it makes me feel like he still thinks Well, I just can't win, so I'm just gonna try to, you know, push this a little bit or, you know, you know, try to talk about it a little bit. But he also said that everybody on the dream team didn't like Isaiah Thomas. Everybody had stuff against Isaiah except for Magic Johnson, who Magic Johnson doesn't have anything against anybody, so Well
1: that yeah, I think that was an underlying thing that people kind of forget about the Isaiah thing. It's like not a lot of people loved Isaiah Thomas picked it so it was just Jordan was the face of that.
0: But so. that's how Jordan spun it. Jordan spun it as, it wasn't just me, it was everyone else that, that had yeah. problems with, with him too. So it, it I don't think that was a spin. I think that's just the truth. There was a lot of people who didn't like Isaiah. Part of spin back then. though is, is, add, is like Telling the truth, but not telling the whole truth, right? Like telling a part of a truth so that it he, takes the focus just, away he, from him. He
1: just got insane. saying he hated Isaiah Thomas. So I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't understand that part, but uh, it was, yeah, it's still funny that Isaiah Thomas, in my, it, to me, it's still so funny he was left off. It's of
0: hilarious it, so. that Christian Leitner was on the team and Isaiah Thomas was not.
1: Yes, Yes, and even, okay, we can just keep talking about Dream Team stuff. Just seeing the Monte Carlo stuff, I love you know, love all of that. Love that footage. Love how just hearing that team, that was the moment they're like, he's the alpha, alpha. You know, it's like, that and a practice. team full of, yeah, and a team full of alphas.
0: He, he you know, like, pushed himself to the alpha, alpha status. Some of the greatest alphas of all time, Magic, you know, Bird, Barkley yeah. at the time, Patrick Ewing, like David Robinson, some of these guys are just like, Imposing, you know, figures and then also just imposing, like, physical people. Like, Carl Malone was there. Like, man, you could just keep going. I think that's some
1: of the craziest part, too, that we just kind of grow accustomed to seeing Jordan. Like, we know he's the GOAT. We know he's the best. But just seeing him in these settings with other people. When he wasn't. Yeah, well, when he was But just, like, everybody knew it. Like, even in that All-Star game with Kobe's first All-Star game, he's sitting in the locker room and, like, Penny Hardaway is looking like he's freaking like Robert Sacre on the end of the band. He's just in his locker. It's like all these big personalities. It's an all-star game but it's still about Jordan. It's still yeah. Jordan's game. And even like the Dream Team stuff, like all these huge personalities and pillars of the game it was Jordan. And it's like he exceeded everything. It'd be like if Beyonce was still really good at
0: music at this point. I think she's good. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like a comparison. There's really not right now because our our society right now is so – we're so in our own little bubbles, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. there's there's so many different pockets of, of fandoms and there's so many – like individual humans have fandoms on instagram and
1: twitter <laughs> youtube
0: man. and twitter and places
1: like, so, and- like some of y'all some some of us don't even have opinions outside of nba twitter it's like whatever nba twitter wants to collectively have an opinion on on sports or whatever it's like that's your opinion it's like all right well that's one pocket of of the s- society in the world but yeah
0: well yeah, but- back then it was just jordan's great and he could do no wrong and that was well,
1: and in, until all of that, and I think I love the fame aspect of it too, and just the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff of that, of just the toll that it was taking on him, of you know, just him sitting in his hotel room that night. It's like you know it's kind of this both ways it's like okay well you you are famous just you know what you wanted and being this best player all this stuff but it's like man like he he can't walk anywhere he can't have like any of this so and just seeing and I think we'll see how this plays out in the next few episodes but I think it did give more reasoning behind him stepping away to go play baseball and all that stuff I think it added to that
0: yeah I think though I think a lot of people knew that Jordan was exhausted at the end of it and needed a break. And he just chose it in mm-hmm. one of the weirdest ways, right? To go play a different sport. He didn't take, you know, do the LeBron thing and take a month off or take two weeks off. He just.
1: He well, t- he had to stay competing. That was, I mean, so, I mean, it's weird, but it's like, but then it's not weird, you know? It's like, it's weird because he went and played baseball, but. What a, I guess the the natural thing would be like, hey, he's gonna take two years off and play golf. He's he's got to compete. Like this is one of the biggest thing. He said that line in there. He's like, I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competition problem. And it's like he's a, he's sat there played what freaking quarter game, he whatever with that his game sunglasses was.
0: Sunglasses
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with uh, John Wozniak, the legend of the episode, with the curls, the security guard, <laughs> uh, the dude with an epic shrug back to Jordan. But it's like seeing that I mean Jordan is just obsessed with competing and yeah I yeah anyway
0: all right coming up let's can get, we talk about Adidas stuff let's get into some more of the Adidas Nike stuff let's get into some things that I did not know about this documentary and you may have not known either coming up all right Isaac let's talk about some things I didn't know from this documentary the first one was the quote you know that Kobe said about Michael Jordan it was interesting to see him attribute that to Michael uh, and it was kind of maybe his last like his last lob to, to his, his, his stands that can you know still consider yeah. him the GOAT and we'll talk about him in that way and uh, maybe that will lower the hostility between Jordan's stands and Kobe's stands. Uh, one was that MSG was Michael Jordan's favorite place to play and it's just still wild to me that that place is like everyone just agrees that it's one of the greatest places to play and that you can't get stars to go and go to that team. I know. It's wild it's- just to how much people have messed that place up. It's wild
1: for, I mean, I know this had to be a dark moment for Knicks fans. I guess kind of dark, but like actually seeing
0: their team like good. Also, for anyone that thinks that Luca was going to play in those Jordan 1s, uh, you you could just watch this section of the documentary where Jordan's feet were bleeding after he was wearing the Jordan 1s in his last game at MSG. What's funny is some
1: people could see that quote and hear it out of context and they're probably like, dang he's bleeding wearing the ones what was this you know 86 you know probably think it's like in the 80s or something and he had to wear the ones no this was just (laughs) jordan in his last time playing at the garden he's like you know what i'm gonna wear my ones for the fun of it dude goes out there and drops what like 50 and it
0: was was the this the pair that he wore the first time he played there so it was kind of he was doing a callback
1: yeah but it's just like funny that Jordan was so confident in his game and like his feet were bleeding. He's literally
0: talking about that. He's like, yeah, I got, I got, I'm going to wear these shoes for the fun of it. What we learned, at least what I learned about Jordan with Nike and Adidas, Jordan originally Mm -hmm. preferred Adidas and wanted to go to Adidas and didn't want anything to do with Nike. Nike was a really small company back then. And the hero of, Nike. I mean, just that's the, the part the, I didn't know. The absolute mom. hero of Nike is that Jordan's mom made him go to the Nike meeting. Essentially, he was a, he was an adult at that point; he could have made his own decision. But she she was the one that pushed him to go to the Nike meeting, and he went there, and it was the best deal possible. Two hundred fifty. His first deal was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh! Zion's gonna make that in I don't know twelve minutes. <laughs> one appearance. Yeah, this part.
1: I love this part talking about his brand and just the Air Jordan brand, uh, the early days of Nike and stuff. And yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, I know this stuff We work used to work for Nike with as far as them starting off, you know, track stuff and all that. And just seeing them. I love when they talked about how Jordan made basketball shoes part of fashion Yeah, and how that it was just, it was just performance stuff before, but then it turned into fashion. They touched in with the, you know, Spike Lee and stuff. That's
0: because nobody was going to wear the Converse shoes out to like, you know, (laughs) hang out. right that old
1: Converse commercial was great though Um, but no yeah him talking about the Dita stuff I love that I did not know the stuff about his mom that his mom really pushed him to take that Nike meeting and stuff and I I thought that was really cool and she saved us all because shout out to Dolores yeah Dolores thank God because I would have I don't know she should be getting royalties I think she's she's probably set. (laughs) She looks like she's like 50, but she has to be like 80. My my wife and I, we just marvel at her every time. Like, dang, (laughs) like she looks really pretty. Like she's like, yeah, for, I mean, she had, we were trying to figure up her age. It's like, she has to like, anyway, she doesn't look her age.
0: The name Air Jordan came from the new technology that Nike was working on called AirSol, which looked like the oldest computer that has ever been made, like turned on and had a bunch of green strokes across it, like a, a shoe sole looking Older thing. Older than Sam Smith's laptop. And it was called, it was called Nike AirSol. That was the new thing. It was going to be called Air S O L E, And then they decided, what if we call it Air Jordan? That's what, it, that's where it came from. And. Here's the here's the 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 statistic of like the stat of the week, the stat of the doc so far. Nike projected that Air Jordans okay, I'm going I'm going to whisper this just to make sure that everybody understands this. Nike projected that Air Jordan was going to sell 3 million dollars worth of Air Jordans in the first year. <clears throat> they sold 126 million dollars in Air Jordans the first year. I mean, holy crap yeah adidas yeah
1: sorry sorry guys but uh yeah i mean nike at
0: the jack three million to 126 mil- how many times over is that I'm-, I'm gonna do some math you talk about this
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i'll touch on some smaller things gosh if you're tony kukoc i guess you got your moment to shine i mean you got 15 minutes of a, of, a, of the documentary uh, when Rodman and Pippen and them, you know, which I get, they're bigger parts. But, uh, yeah, C- C- Coach gets his 15 minutes. And uh, I like hearing that kind of backstory. I like the game that he came back, you know, against the Dream Team and stuff. And just the, I guess I learned a little bit more about that. Um, just the animosity of Kraus loving him going over there and scouting him and all this stuff while Pippin's still being underpaid and all of that their hate for for Kraus still amazes me every single episode because I even tweeted out during the Phoenix Suns finals That Jordan is literally saying, Yeah, Jerry Krause is talking about how much you know Dan Marley is a great defender and I I want to go and prove you're in the finals and your biggest motivation is proving your own GM
0: wrong because he thinks the opposing team's player is so good like He's a how? good defender, not even like better than yes. him, just like a good one. I'm like, can you
1: imagine in today's game? Can you imagine like just LeBron being in the finals? And LeBron's like, yeah. Uh, which you know, Palinka thinks that you
0: know Giannis is so good. I'm gonna prove Palinka wrong. <laughs> what? Like no. It wouldn't be Giannis. It'd be like he thought that George Hill was like a really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> no. i was like, what? what? Like Jerry Krause, Pat man. Pack. <laughs> I was trying to think of the equivalent to John Starks in today's NBA and uh, it's like who who would be a fiery guy who thinks they're good but they're really not? Is it Dion Waiters?
0: (laughs) Better than Starks yeah, better than Dion Waiters. Starks is a Pat Beverly a little bit. Yeah, probably probably there, yeah. I guess but. he's the answer to so many questions in the NBA. It's so strange. Uh, the Jordan rules and, and C- Tony Kukoc are two conversations we could have for a long time. One one thing on Tony Kukoc is so the first time that the Dream Team played Croatia and Tony Kukoc's team uh, was right before he was going to come over uh, and play in the NBA. And then, and Jordan and Pippen just took it to him and like like absolutely abused him because Kraus that. was so excited about this guy and thought he was the future of the of the Bulls. But then, he responded well in the title game, and in the medal game, and they really, really respected that. And I just thought that was really cool that he was able to come back and that uh, he wasn't soft. And it was, you know, a lot of players from Europe often get called soft, and we know that very well as as the Dallas Mavericks podcast. But for Tony Kukoc to come back and prove that he's not, and to come back and play really well in that medal game, I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah, I love that they like went out and made that a point from their side, but I also felt bad for Tony also because I'm like Tony's just back and he's like I didn't do anything.
0: Like, why are these guys hating me for like just because their GM likes <laughs> me? There's so many conversations we could have about the Jordan rules, about how Jordan was covered back then, about, you know, the things that people were holding against Jordan and his gambling and uh how he'd said to not pass to a certain player on his team during crunch time. That was one of the big things that people didn't well, like in in the Jordan Why would we rules not like book. that? Jordan uh also punched another teammate. Well, who's the teammate besides Will te- Purdue? Will Purdue, the center that he said he punched him in practice um, Will Purdue gets gets traded for Robin by the way but, anyway. <laughs> uh, and that was another thing in the Jordan rules people were trying to take him off his pedestal and I just thought it was so strange and we still do so many of these things today the thing about you know the Mike Francesa comes up on the radio like he should be focusing on you know he should oh, be man. focusing on NBA and, and the basketball and the finals instead of going out with his dad and like come on man <laughs> we still do some of that stuff today and it's embarrassing well, it it just goes back to the cycle we talk about
1: with with athletes, athletes, teams, celebrities, whatever. It's like in a moderate shot has a great quote. And then it's talking about, Hey, team wins a lot. People want them to fail. And it's just like any athlete. It's like an athlete r- rises up and they're incredible. They want them to fail. How many people hate LeBron and wanting him to fail? How many people him,
0: on I, this podcast want him to fail? No, no,
1: no, no, no. no. I want him at to least lose one of the two. <laughs> I want him, I want him to lose. <laughs> but like people love the, the idea in this media world of like the rise and fall, yeah. not just like them losing a basketball game, but just their lives losing and everything. Life. Yeah. And, and it's like, people love that, that content. And so seeing that part for sure. Ahmad Rashad.
0: Best, you know, what a life he had. You know, he was t- an NFL player. No, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. Not for very long, but he was like, the, who, he, it's wild. His who's, life. A, who's, a
1: tw- who's a 2020 version of Ahmad Rashad who people who thinks they're Ahmad Rashad? Ari Abraham with the Lakers? <laughs> no. Rashad Phillips with Trey Young. <laughs> ben Stenar with Trey Young
0: oh man we can we can name some names you want to go some local no. right now uh, uh i'll just I'll isaac just, harris uh, with sala measurey huh huh I just isaac think harris with nerlin's noel <laughs>
1: that relationship that, that, isaac harris know, with harrison barnes that jordan comes out me and with taxi
0: and that's it but nobody's surrounding <laughs> him
1: <laughs> but just the relationship and how tight they were i was like dang like that that was really cool and Talking about some stories, Ahmad's got some
0: stories. Ahmad definitely has the stories, man. He's been around forever. It's like if, man, it, I don't know. It's like if. I can't even say, I can't even think of a com- uh, like a comparison yeah. like who's the like because like, it's not Woj it's not Shams like no dude,
1: like like and Ahmad was like doing TV stuff and so it, it's kind of yeah like a Craig Sagerish and he was like yeah. sideline
0: and so yeah it's like if yeah. if Craig it's
1: kind of okay it's kind of like Chris Haynes. yeah that's In, probably anyway. the
0: closest right now yeah it's a good one
1: just because but Chris he Haynes. Haynes was, but has he was a super tie- good
0: friends with some like like NBA players.
1: Well, he is kind of with the Portland guys and stuff. It'd be like, yeah, it'd be like Chris Haynes being like Durant's right hand man or
0: something. In his cer- and, but he he breaks news though. That's the thing is that a lot yeah, of a true. lot of people now are well round are like rounded, you know, they do a bunch of different things, and yeah. it's kind of hard to you know find them, pigeonhole them in Pigeonholeman's box. Bill them. Simmons and <laughs> if Bill Simmons uh, and uh, like Durant were still right, like that, I mean that was kind of close. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but also if Bill Simmons would have been like really cool. <laughs>
1: Uh, I know we're at the end Sorry, of this Bill. pod. I, Hire I, me. <laughs> I, I want to. Uh, I want to plug the next two days on this podcast. Uh, oh our, yeah! Uh, next two days on this podcast, we have a special guest. Uh, that's coming on in a two part uh, pod. That's honestly one of my favorite podcasts uh, interviews that we have done over the past three years, and we've had some cool people like Mark Cuban and Harrison Barnes, some upper management people come on. And this this guy has a lot of stories about the team. We're super hyped. Um, the The conversations, him being willing to talk about some of the stuff, I was really appreciative of. And he's never been on a podcast before at all, so we're super
0: excited for him to have his uh, podcast debut. Never before heard the story of Dirk Nowitzki going back in the locker room after the 2011 finals, after game six. He's the only person, Scott Tomlin, was the only person that went back there with him. He has a story. We'll share it on tomorrow's Lockdown Maps. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.